Hello, besties. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. Happy Sunday, everyone. We're hope- we are hoping that you're having a great Sunday morning and you get to start your Sunday morning with our beautiful voices. Or any morning. <laughs> or any morning if you're not listening on Sunday. Um, welcome back, you guys. We are back and we are better than ever. We are looking busting this afternoon, evening time that we are recording and we're really excited to be here. We are so excited. My outfit is giving Kim Possible. <gasps> it is giving Kim Possible, <laughs> like, but it's very cute. Thank you. Thank you. In a really, really good way. Too. Thank you. I, I'm just going with a denim little cropped moment. Not Kim Possible, but I mean, it's cropped like Kim Possible. Yes. Mine is just black and I'm wearing <laughs> like green, army green uh, little joggers, <laughs> I guess. So I bought army pants and flip flops. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So we're in a really good mood because we are so excited for this episode to talk to you guys because it's about a really important topic. It's trigger warning. We're going to be talking about, I guess it's like domestic violence, just like violence in general against women. Um, That was really hard to like follow that with saying that we're excited for the episode. Um, But it's a really important topic and we're excited to share it because it's important to talk about. So we're excited. Let's get into our obsessions of the week. Obsessions. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. Okay. So my most recent obsession is investing in skincare instead of clothes and jewelry and accessories and that kind of stuff. Solid. Right. Because I'm like, I am in my early twenties. I want to invest in my skin. And even though I buy like more drugstore more affordable skincare products for the most part Mm -hmm. it still adds up oh yeah like for me it's kind of a lot and so it really is like choosing between products and clothes yeah and that's what I've been doing but honestly like I have my routine down now and I absolutely love it and I'm like breaking out really bad right now because I'm gonna start my period but like other than that my skin is like you literally can't even tell but I I know like (laughs) you know how yeah (laughs) I may have like put some makeup on a little bit but um Anyway. Me literally doing a full face of makeup <laughs> every time we record. Um, no, I love that for you, honestly. Because you're right. Even, like, the drugstore stuff, it does add up. It does. Even, like, CeraVe. Like, that's what I use. Yeah. yeah. And one of the bottles, it's, like, 15 bucks. Like, okay, actually, I haven't bought it. Like, that bottle has lasted me a long time. But yeah. it does and add up. also, like, because, like, for a while, my routine, when I was, like, I need to get a skincare routine, mm-hmm. like, during quarantine, it was literally just I wash my face and I moisturize. Yeah. And then I slowly added products into it. And so now it's, like, it's not that they're all expensive. It's, like, the quantity, right? Yeah. And, like, it's not crazy or over the top or anything. But it just adds up. Um, are you still doing Curology? Yes. Okay. That yes. adds up. That's what adds up. That's what adds up, too. And it, mm-hmm. I'd like to think it lasts, like, two months maybe mine lasts two months months? okay yeah I because I have like it was like it's cheaper if you buy it once every two months Mm -hmm. and so I do that yeah yeah that's one of the things I'm like if I don't do anything besides cleanse in the p.m. put my curology on and moisturize that is what I will do Mm -hmm. like I will do my curology that is my skincare routine though I literally wash my face in the night Put my curology on and moisturize. That is like my whole skincare yeah. routine. But here's the thing: like, as long as you're consistent, yeah, I do it every night. Yeah. I don't miss. Even last night, I literally got home so late, I was exhausted. 
physically, emotionally, like everything. I was so tired and I was just going to fall asleep, but I had makeup on and I was like, I can't do you that. Can't, no, I can't do no. that to myself. It's like you lay in bed mm-hmm. and then that little voice is like, you need to just wash your face. Well, I, didn't, I was like, when I was driving back to the apartment, I was like, I'm just going to go to bed. And then I was thinking if I lay down, I will fall asleep and I will wake up tomorrow morning and I'll regret it. Exactly. So Because it's like, it would have taken me five minutes. Exactly. Why I do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that for you. That's a good obsession. Thank you. Um, my obsession is that right before this, I got my nails done again. If you're watching, um, they're pink. We're doing a little photo shoot tomorrow. They're so cute. Thank yeah, you. Was it yesterday? It, it was today. It was today, yeah. Yeah, it was today. We were sitting together on the couch, and mm-hmm. I was – that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I don't think so. Um, we were sitting on the couch, and I was like, I need a freaking pedicure because we haven't had pedicures since the family reunion in early July. Oh, yeah. that's like, I just did my that's own. like almost two months. Yeah. But it's not just about, like, the polish for me. It's about, like, my feet, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I don't care. Like, we just got paid today. I'm going tomorrow. And I need a manicure anyway because we're taking pictures. So, yeah, I have my acrylics back, and that is my obsession of the week. Let's see if I can keep them up. Um, But at least for now, I have them back, and that's my obsession. They look really good. And you Thank usually you. make them last, like, four five weeks? No, four. You've gone – well, Depends on the type you get. Like when you got the like French. If tip, I get French, tip, that can go longer. That can go longer. But these, since she started them out so long, I am probably gonna have to get them done in three weeks, which kind of sucks. But it's okay. Yeah, that is my obsession. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see them right now. They're like really cute. All right, let's get into the feminist highlight. All right, take it away. Today's feminist highlight is Anna Mani. I really hope I'm pronouncing that right. It might be Anna. <laughs> Mani. She's one of the first female scientists in India, and she was nicknamed as Weather Woman of India. She was a physicist and a meteorologist, and she made huge contributions in the field, specifically with instrumentation. She became the Deputy General of the Indian Meteorological Department after helping to design and manufacture weather instruments. She was also an early advocate of renewable energy sources. In a lot of the sources that I read, that was one of the main points hit on was like she really pushed for clean renewable energy. Oh wow. That's really cool. Um I feel like there's a lot of like women in science that we highlight cuz like meteorology that's science. Yeah. Well, she's a physicist too. Oh. How did I miss that? That's really cool. And the Weather Woman of India, that's kind of a cool nickname. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And I don't remember specifically what it's called, but she designed some tool that's used today that like measures the ozone layer Whoa. or like layers of the atmosphere. Uh-huh. I feel so stupid right now. <laughs> ozone layers. <laughs> um, but she designed something that's still used today. Wow. And so when I Googled it, like came up and there were all these sources and websites and there was so much talk about it. So that is so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that was our feminist highlight. Let's dive into the episode. You guys, today we are talking about China's feminist movement and how it's like very censored and um we're just going to get into it. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and we want to talk about this because there's some current events going on right now um that are huge for like women's rights over in China and we came across it and we were like okay, we have to cover this because we've got to talk about it. Like we need to support our girls over in China. I'm going to start out with the story that's kind of like we're basing this whole episode on. So in June, 
There was a 31-year-old woman named Wang, and she was eating with her three female friends at a restaurant in Tangshan. And this is um, about 100 miles east of Beijing. So it was late at night, around 2.40 a.m., a man came up behind her and put his hand on her back. She pushed it away and screamed loudly, what are you doing? What's wrong with you? After she screamed and pushed his hand away, he reached for her face and she pushed him away again and yelled, get lost. Then after that, so after pushing him away twice and yelling at him, he slapped her. And then this is where it gets really bad. So she fell off her chair and one of her friends tried to pick up a beer bottle to hit the guy to like get him off of her. And then several other men rushed over to the table. One of them held Wang by her hair and dragged her into the street. And then the group of men stomped on her and struck her repeatedly. And she was wearing a white short sleeve shirt that, and it was literally covered in blood. So to clarify, in the beginning, when you said, like, what provoked this, she literally just said, don't she touch said, me. She said, don't touch me. What are you doing? And then he tried to grab her face. And she said, what are you doing? Like, she yelled at him again. And then he slapped her. And her friend tried to defend her. And then a bunch of other guys came over, grabbed her by the hair, dragged her into the street. And then they beat her up. She's covered in blood. And then another friend came over and tried to rescue her. She got pushed to the ground. She hit her head and it made like a super loud noise. And this is all on video surveillance. So like this is all on video. And I watched the video. It was very, very violent. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. It was very violent. But like it was so bad. So just like imagine that scene. Like it's late at night. These all these men are beating up Wang and then her friends, like they're pushing them away. For no reason. For literally, literally no reason. She said, Why are you touching me? Mm-hmm. So we must be thinking, were there other people in the restaurant? Mm-hmm. So, um, there were other people, and literally in the surveillance footage, um, this other woman, she like tries to get up and like go and help, and her husband holds her back. And I, I'm not gonna say I necessarily like blame him because he's probably like concerned for her safety, but like the fact that he didn't try and intervene. Right. Oh, um, that's such a hard. That's like one of those like, what would you do? Exactly. Because it's hard. Like you. I totally get the guy, like, holding back his wife. Yeah. But at the same time, you see a woman literally getting beat up for yeah. no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, there was, like, people who were trying to get up, but then other people were holding them back. There was one person who was literally puking because it was so violent. And there was so much blood that they were, like, nonstop throwing up. Like, that's how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And, like, nobody else intervened. Mm-hmm. That is, like, what happened. So that is our story. This happened in June. And this is what we're kind of basing the whole episode off of because it's sparked all this conversation in China again. Mm -hmm. And it's obviously like very devastating. And um, it's just like begging the question, like, do women have rights in China? Mm -hmm. Because, um, okay, so to kind of backtrack, like I said, it was a five minute long surveillance video. It went viral on Chinese social media by that afternoon because it was 2 40 a.m so by the afternoon not even like a day later it went viral and then all these women started talking about like do we even have rights Mm -hmm. and it was just this whole uproar on social media and it's kind of brought up conversation that over the past few years there has just been a series of like scandals like 
domestic violence, sexual violence, just like these big public scandals against women and nothing has come of them. So that's why like when this video went viral on social media, people were talking about that. They were like resharing it, like starting conversations. And then they also were bringing up all these other situations Mm -hmm. and they were like, it's been years and nothing's been done. And now this just happened. So that's like the main situation that we're talking about. That's awful. I mean, like the first word that came to me was like uncalled for, which is like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just hard to put words because she literally said, what are you doing? Why are you touching me? And Mm -hmm. it's like the same thing as like, no means no. Like some men just like don't understand that. Like that's an answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like on steroids, like the typical, like if a guy asks you out and then you're like, oh, no, thank you. And then they're like, oh, well, you were ugly anyways. It's like they just have the most, not all men, but just the most aggressive reaction Mm -hmm. for no reason, for literally her saying no. Right. And like, there's been so many stories too of like women who reject a man and he literally kills her. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. So obviously this is huge. I hadn't heard of it. I literally was just Googling like feminist news and that's when I heard about it. And so that's why we really want to talk about this because, I mean, I don't know, maybe you guys have heard, maybe you guys are listening and you've heard about this, but this happened like June, July, like it's pretty recent. Yeah. But I mean, still two months ago, you'd think that we'd hear about it by now and we haven't. I'm guessing that's part of the censorship. Yes, exactly. So, um, let's talk about like how this is all being censored. So. After Wang was attacked, all of these women on social media were trying to fight back and stand up for their rights, and it was all getting blocked. Like, hashtags like Me Too, um, Mm. women's – like, there was, like – it roughly translated to, like, women's fists, Mm -hmm. and that's, like, the feminist movement over there. Um, So, like, hashtags like those things, but especially hashtag Me Too, Mm -hmm. they were being blocked by the Chinese government. So people literally, like, did not have the freedom. They don't have the freedom to speak. Right, no freedom of speech. Yeah. And so they were, like, these women were getting so frustrated. And, like, there were two phrases that they said that, like, really stuck with me that made my heart break for them. So, like, after they were just getting blocked, they felt helpless, couldn't do anything. Um, One woman on social media said, no matter how viral a news event is, it will become the past. No matter how loud a slogan is, it will die down. And then another woman said, it is impossible for ordinary people to change the big picture. We can only pray. That just broke my heart because there's so much like desperation in that Mm -hmm. to just change and like do something, but they can't. Right. And everything in today's age is so fast. Like we have so much shoved in our face, especially on social media that it's like, like the war in Ukraine, that's not being talked about anymore, really. Like I don't see any social media about that anymore. Yeah. I don't either. And it's like, we have so much stuff in our faces. We just keep scrolling. We keep scrolling and then it dies down and we don't hear about it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like for them, they weren't even allowed to right. talk about it on social media because they were being blocked by the government. So my heart was just breaking for them because like they obviously just couldn't use their voices and they were so desperate. Like if, if we all lose everything, at least we have our voices and we have the power to like stand up and say something, but they don't even have that. Mm -hmm. And that's heartbreaking. So 
they just started to become really frustrated. And, um, like, here are honestly the numbers. So after she was attacked and they all were talking on social media, um, their biggest social media platform over there removed more than 14,000 posts, suspended 8,000 users, and permanently banned another 1,000 in just 48 hours after she was attacked. Because so many people were talking about it. Literally, like, they're just going and suspending everyone for no reason. Literally because they were using hashtags? Or was it just, like, people were just searching the internet and anybody that reshared the video? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, they were using the hashtags. If there was any conversation about it, they were removing it. Crazy. So, this just kind of, like, some of the examples of other really prominent cases that they started talking about. And these were some of the posts that were being removed too. Cause these women are like bringing up other cases from years ago. Um, like for example, there was a really prominent Chinese TV host and he allegedly groped and forcibly kissed a girl and nothing happened. Like he got off with it. Um, and then another prominent e-commerce businessman allegedly raped a girl, got away with it. Um, a prominent influencer kept a woman by a chain around her neck in a shed and she gave birth to eight of his children. And like, he literally got away with it. No, all of these events were brought up again after Wang was attacked because it's like, it's so obvious, like all of these things happening and they're not doing anything about it. Right. It's like, when is it going to end? It's just one thing after another. Yeah. That's awful. Mm-hmm. That literally makes me sick. I know. It It honestly, like, I think you're right. Like, it does make me sick. It makes me so upset because, like, for example, when we were marching for Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. when it was overturned, everyone is sharing, um, what was that, like, with the Kendrick Lamar song? Have you ever been yeah. punched? Yeah. And everyone's, like, sharing their stories to yeah. the song. Um. Are we being censored? No. No. Our videos aren't getting removed. Me, I'm thinking personally me with all of like my sexual assault, all of the traction that I gained and all of the work I did at the school mm-hmm. was because of social media mm-hmm. because I had the freedom to share that. Right. And it's like when you mentioned that they felt helpless because they couldn't use their voices anymore, really. Social media is the way we use our voices. Yeah. And like, it's just hard any other way because it's so slow. You don't have as big a reach. Yeah. And that really sucks for them because we we do have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And they're trying so hard, but the government is literally telling them, no, this is not important enough to us. We don't care. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to let it keep happening. That's the message they're sending. They don't mm-hmm. care. They don't care that women are getting attacked when they're just eating dinner with their friends and trying to have a good time mm-hmm. and are unexpectedly and non-consensually touched by a random guy. Yeah. Yeah, they don't care. And it brings up the question, like, how can we help? And we talked about this, like, what what can we do to help? And I think the biggest thing is, like, talking about it. Mm-hmm. If we can find any posts about it on social media, we'll share them on our story. Mm-hmm. Like, we will definitely look. And I think it's just important to share those posts. And we've said this so many times. I don't care if people are like, oh, um, white girls think that they're changing the world by just sharing a post on Instagram. Honestly, you're starting a conversation. Right. So it's more than if you didn't share that post. Then even like if you want to share the post and like put a little caption like this happened and no, we nobody is hearing about it. Right. Like we need to help our 
people out in China who have no rights are women. I like how you say it's starting a conversation. Because it is. When I see somebody post about a current event or something that just happened and I don't know anything about it, I'll click on the post. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I didn't know about that. And the only way I would know is because I'm following this one person who decided to share it. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we need to channel the energy of everyone sharing Queen Elizabeth's uh, rest in peace posts. We need to channel that energy and put it towards the women in China and spread their feminist movement so that their voices can be heard. All right. Literally. That's what we need to do. We Let's need to do carry it. that energy. <laughs> Bring that same energy. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. So yeah, that is the biggest way that we can help right now. Keep the conversation going. We will share some posts on our stories. And if you guys are following us on Instagram, if not, it's at Real Talk About Feminism Pod. Go follow us. And then when you see those, reshare them on your stories. We'll share them on our personal. We'll share them on Real Talk. And we'll be sharing clips of this. So, like, share those clips, too. Like, we just need to get the conversation going and help out the women in China because they have no rights and they're being censored by their government. They can't even use their phone to share a message. They can't even post something on social media because it's getting taken down. They're getting blocked on the social media platforms. What do you even do about that? That's so hard. It's such a helpless feeling. It really is. And, like, I feel bad mm-hmm. but like we can't do anything either because we can't reach them yeah yeah so let's just like really try and start that conversation and get justice for the women over there because they're not their government is not giving them the rights that they deserve the mm-hmm. basic rights of safety mm-hmm. so that is our conversation today and um kind mm-hmm. of a heavy topic Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, can I add something? Yeah, add something. Um, We have been getting a few messages from some of you guys, and I just wanted to say it means a lot to us because Mm -hmm. we're like, oh my gosh, like they listen and they actually like the episode. Like we had somebody new follow us the other day and they took the time to send us a message and they basically just said they listened to our most recent episode and loved it. And And then they like looked back at our other topics and they loved them all. It's just nice because it's like, we see our listens go up each week and it means a lot, but also like people taking the time to message us mm-hmm. or leave a, a review lot. or leave a review. Yeah. Or like follow us on Instagram or TikTok or just like engage with our content in general. Mm-hmm. Like it just means a lot. And you guys are so sweet. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. The listener that sent us the message yesterday, I have thought about it like five times today. Like it's just popped into my head. Yeah. Cause we've mentioned like these things kind of fuel our fire, you know, mm-hmm. and we talked about this with Dune when we did our episode with her mm-hmm. uh, end of June. I think. Yeah. End of June. Yeah. It was pretty recent, but we did an episode and um, I think she mentioned like we had a conversation about lighting your fire mm-hmm. and just like celebrating the little things. Yeah. And it's just one of those things. Like it's just nice to see. It is nice to see. So we appreciate it. Um, if you, don't mind and you haven't already then go ahead and give us a rating or a rating on spotify or a review on apple podcasts um and or better yet both (laughs) yeah just like give us everything thank you guys so much and we appreciate you guys listening every single week thank you have a good week bye everyone Bye. bye